Sterling Realty, where the realty is piping hot. I'm Ashley, and I'm here with my co-host, Kendall. Hey, girl. How you doing? I'm really good. Yeah? Ashley, what are you doing? It's Rasta over here, man. What? Yeah. I'm trying the CBD wines. Are you in Jamaica? I am not in Jamaica, mom. Maybe in my mind. <laughs> in your mind, you are. Yeah, man. I try me some uh, CBD wines. You had a really fun Halloween experience. Halloween. I did, mom. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Um, <laughs> I'm so into this. But yeah, so you had a really fun Halloween experience. You tried a wine that was infused with CBD. Yes. Right? Not THC, CBD. It is all legal. Uh, it's called Crybaby Wine. And uh, me and Holt went to his happy place on Saturday because he has a special card that lets him get into the happy place. Because if you're not, well, if you're not from Maryland, um, medical marijuana is legal. So they were having this thing outside. like, And I was like, oh, I wonder what this is. And I walked past one of the vendors. It was like a little bizarre outside. And I was like, ooh, CBD wine. I could get into this. Whole comes out. I've got like three bags of like just goodies from like not even just the wine place. I had a time. He's like, I I would not have brought you here today had I known this was going to happen. So I remember, like I recall, you sent me a picture of the wine. Like the first thing that I saw, I was like, it was like CBD. And I was like, wait, what? They have like CBD infused wine. Like, hold the phone. Hold on. Like, you're going to have a rock in Halloween. I'm so jealous. What did it taste like? It tastes really jammy, which I like. Have you ever heard of you're, you're laughing at me already because of jammy. So it's like a jammy red wine. Like it's just like ripe berries. And it was more jammy because the alcohol's taken out. So they take out the alcohol. There is like less than a quarter of a percent of alcohol in this bottle. Like there's not much at all. So they take the alcohol out and infuse the CBD. It okay. tastes really good to me. So, okay. That's super cool. Like I was asking what it tasted like, because I know that sometimes like if you have like THC infused stuff or like CBD infused stuff, like whatever it is, it has like a little bit of like a herby taste. If you know what I mean, <laughs> like you no, can really it didn't taste have the herbs, no herbs. <laughs> You started drinking it and I know that you had texted me and I think we put this on social media. Like, yes, we made fun of it, like where we come up with this stuff to talk about. But I think this is fascinating. So how long did it take for, I guess, the CBD to kick in? Like, did you feel like more relaxed than you would having a typical glass of red wine? Like, take us through Um, your journey. Yeah, it was a journey for sure. (laughs) Um, So. I had one glass and then Holt was like, I may as well just try a glass. He tries a glass and he's like, this is good. So I pour myself a second glass because, you know, with wine, I'm used to just pouring another glass. So out of nowhere, I'm like, oh, I could go to bed right now. Like <laughs> I'm a little tired here. And then I was like, man, it's only like eight o'clock. I, I can't be tired yet. So then Holt starts getting all giggly and he's like, I think this stuff might actually affect me. <laughs> and it usually <laughs> Does not. So 
my journey was like, I was like, this feels good. This feels good. And I almost went and got another glass and I was like, whoa, you're going to be like on cloud nine if you get another glass. And I didn't feel like I would have drank a whole box. Oh my God. No, I was afraid. I was so afraid to drink more than what it's like, actually stop. This is not normal wine. So then actually a confession later, I was like, it was like nine o'clock. I was like, you know what? I'm going to have a real glass of wine. So I guess it cut down how much wine I had elsewhere, but I still did have like a glass of real Did wine. you feel like you were like a little bit more relaxed? Like, yes. Yo, yeah, that was a hard yes. Yes. <laughs> I think my proper protocol would be like, if I'm going to have a glass, have it maybe like an hour and a half before I go to bed, not like ah. six o'clock, like unwind sort of thing. I think it would do better at maybe like a 9 PM, like nightcap. So it sounds like it's like a really good way to like de-stress, but maybe have one glass. Right. Um. <laughs> I think like one glass probably would have been good, maybe a little more. Uh, but <laughs> I started feeling a little floaty and I don't like that feeling. So I was like, okay, oh, I, I'm do. done with this. I, I don't float like it. away. <laughs> I don't like it. Like, I, no, I just, no, no, I do not like the floaties. That's what I'm going to call them. The floaties are not for me. I'm but into anyway. it. I think that's really cool because I think I've seen every single like CBD infused product under the sun, but I've never seen alcohol. So my Halloween wasn't nearly as floaty as yours. And I think we talked about this last week where like in my neighborhood, um, it's like a really big deal here. Did you dress up? Uh, no, I was trying to like write an offer while That's I was handing rude. out candy. Normally rude. we do. Hey, I showed up for the candy. Um, but <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was funny because, um, you know, obviously it was like raining during Halloween and I was coming home from work and people had like pop-up tents like in their garage. And I was like, oh my God, we don't have this. Like, damn it. So I like call Alan. I was like, what do we do? Like, we have all this candy. Like, this is our thing. And I think you texted me and you were like, God, it's like a Super Bowl in your neighborhood. Like, it's a big deal. You were like going off about it. You're like, oh, I got to get ready. I'm prepping. I'm preparing. I'm ready for this. Like, I'm like, God, give this girl some hype music. I spent way too much money on candy. But so what we did was we sat in our garage. We got pizza and wine for everybody. So when the adults came by, they got wine. If people want a pizza, that's cool. And then obviously we, of course, had like the best type of candy. But it was so funny because as these kids were coming up, like one, not was everybody was so unbelievably polite. Everybody said thank you a hundred times, like, uh, you're welcome. Like, just take the fucking candy, like whatever. And then the funny thing is I would like ask people, I was like, so like, what's the status of how many kids are gonna keep coming by? I'm tired, I wanna shut this down, whatever. And they're like, everything is really cool, but like the person down the street is giving out raisins. I was like, oh, ooh, like raisins. Why would you be that house? Raisins? <laughs> Please make them chocolate covered raisins. I like raisin nets. Right, but like raisins. And so I like, of course, because I'm nosy, I walk out and I look down. And God bless these people. They're like a few doors down from us. They had they had pulled out all the stops, like looked like the coolest house, but they were literally giving out raisins. 
my gosh. I mean, okay, yeah. I understand. Like, I think I'd like, rather take a toothbrush. Okay, so this day and age, I do understand that some children may have allergies, but if you want to be like, if you want to do the allergy thing, have raisins and then have some good candy. Yeah, like take your pick. Like, what do you want? Like, but yeah, they were every trick or treater that came up was like, oh my God, that house sucks. But I was like, oh, well, we have the really good candy. And they're like, you guys are so nice, so generous. And we got people coming back like three times. Oh. Oh, yeah. So they they didn't just like hit it and quit it. They came back. Yeah, because we had like the best. And then it was kind of awkward. We okay. first, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so the other thing that's like kind of funny is, and I never noticed this until last night. There's certain stereotypes of people that like hand out candy. Okay. Okay. So stop because this is, you started going into this. We text like all the time. Yeah. Our viewers are not our viewers. Our listeners need to know. We text like like every day, (laughs) almost all day. Yeah. So like a lot of this does come from our conversations. We will stop and say, hold the phone. We'll talk about this tomorrow. So this is one of the things late last night. You're like, there are different kinds of trick-or-treaters. And I was like, wait, what? Or like Uh the kind of people like that hand out candy. So go into it. Okay. So this is what blew my mind is there's like certain stereotypes for people that hand out the candy. So you have myself who's like, oh my God, hey, what's going on? Take a big handful. Like, oh my God, no, take more. Like, cool. Like, and get the good stuff. I mean, we only have the good stuff. And then you have somebody like my neighbor who was literally individually like taking certain candy and like putting it in bags. Like, I hate that and then, one. yeah. And I was like, ooh, you have like, like musketeers, like gross. Or I can deal with musketeers. I don't love them, but I can deal with them if I have to. It was so funny though, because like if a kid tried to like put his, their hands like into it, he was like, oh no, no, no. I'll hand this out. I'll hand this out. And I was like, Ew, you are such a stingy motherfucker. You're like, no, like, let the kids. Like, and, like, we all, and we all don't feel like being here for five hours. Like, no, get the candy you, out. Are you like a, are you a, here, I'm going to hand you a hand of candy or hey, kid, dig in, take some candy. Me, I'm like, oh my God, take five handfuls. Let's go. Like, let's wrap this yeah. up. And then just, there's, yeah. <laughs> and then there's Alan who was sitting there and was like, take it all, take it all. And was like literally dumping, like, buckets into pillows <laughs> <laughs> this kids are like we need to go back there's certain people and i i don't think i've ever seen in my life like somebody pick out candies to give to kids like no. i don't care if you say trick or treat or not like just take it all alan was a little aggressive though like he really was like here you go here you go. i was like oh my god like chill and like I gave Alan like the bad bucket of candy like that had like the Tootsie Rolls like I had the good shit <laughs> so obviously I was like, no, no sir no sir we don't want yeah. your candy no sir yeah. I was like oh my god my bucket is getting lower than yours like you suck <laughs> I had to turn into a competition <laughs> gave him the awful candy we didn't have one trick-or-treater like as I predicted but that's because you live in the middle of nowhere <laughs> I love living in the middle of nowhere I'll keep it yeah. that way only one night a year the rest of the time I love it (laughs) but it's just funny and like and what really was like so entertaining to me was that like kids knew like where to go we obviously had people repeating because we like rocked and we had pizza um 
But it's just so funny how, like, I remember when I would be trick-or-treating, it was like, oh, God, don't go to that house. Like, they suck, you know? And so then, of course, like, two doors down, we had, like, the raisin people. Whatever. Apparently, like, in my neighborhood I used to live in, and this is, like, not rural, like, suburbia, Carroll County, like, you'd have, like, these older mean kids who would jump the other ones for their candy. What? And I shouldn't be laughing at this. (laughs) What? Looking back, like it's so stupid. Like you beat up another kid to get their pillowcase of candy. My mom would be like, "Stephen, be careful out there." (laughs) You know, someone always gets beat up. I don't know what the hell goes on in Carroll County, but in Hunt Valley, everybody's (laughs) really nice and everybody's really polite. There was a mother (laughs) who was like an on-call, like trick-or-treating Uber. And she was driving <laughs> every kid <laughs> to every house. Like, it was like a four-foot drive. And I was like, you're the real MVP. And then I walked out and I gave her a solo cup of wine because I was like, are you serious? And I don't understand <laughs> why. I mean, I get it was raining, but come on. It wasn't raining at that point. So but she's I was just like, that. you're like a straight up Halloween Uber. Like, what? No, you fuck? know what probably happened? One of her kids was probably grounded, but she was like, you know what? I'm not going to take Halloween from you, but I'm just going to Uber you around this block. <laughs> get back in the car. Yeah. And I'm going to drive like two feet. But I, I was just like, wow, you're amazing. You're still grounded. <laughs> well, I'm glad we both had uh, interesting Halloweens in very different ways. <laughs> So, um, yeah, you have CBD. I judge trick or treaters. <laughs> Literally, maybe next year I'll come to your house and just judge with you, and we'll do like a you live. You should. It's we'll so do fun. A live episode. Oh my gosh, let's do it's a live so episode. Fun in my neighborhood. It's so fun. Now that we got Halloween out of the way, let's jump straight into shockingly true stories from the field. I want to go along with a creepy theme since we're talking about Halloween and we're not, we're not ready to let Halloween go yet. Even though we had our Halloween special last week, this is not that long of a story, but actually it did happen like near the area you live a little further up. There's this guy that I had shown, I hadn't shown houses to him yet. I did have a listing consult at his house and I was like, he's a lender. He's a freaking lender. My one guy lender, Max, is probably like, oh, God, she thinks I'm creepy and she's going to put me on blast. No, Max, it's not you. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) this guy who shall remain, let's call him Mike. He's not going to, he's unnamed, but let's call him Mike. So I go to Mike's house, whatever. He actually did have two Frenchies. And, you know, he's like, if I ever do decide to list my house, I'll list with you, blah, blah, blah. I'm already getting weird vibes. He's talking about his lady friend that like. He sees like once in a while, like he doesn't really have the need for it, but he would like a woman and he's going on and on. I'm like, yeah, well, I'm just going to go right on back home now. Like have a good day. And he's like, you ever see anyone that you can hook me up with? Let me know. First off, I'm like, no. Okay. So here's where the real weird stuff comes in. I show up to the first showing like that we like the real showing that we did not, not a listing consult. He's wearing a shirt and I didn't realize it at first. I'm like walking through like the house with him Like we're walking back out and then I look at his shirt and it says Ashley on it. (laughs) I was like, oh, like what a coincidence. You have a shirt on that says my name. He goes, oh no, I wore that on purpose since we were touring house today's Ashley. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) yay, Ashley. (laughs) My 
gosh, I need to get in my car, abort, abort mission. So then he like, then he started like, I, I showed him quite a few houses and eventually I did stop because it was clear this was going nowhere. He would like, give me a hug. Like before I leave and I was like, ah, ah. it was weird. It was creepy. And, um, he was a lender. And like, I think when I finally like had the last straw, like you're thinking a lender is going to like understand the market. It was legit. He really was a lender. Like I looked it up before I went. So you think it's going to be legit. So you verify it. Every house, <laughs> like we went in and he's like, and this is back during like March, like March, 2022. So hot market still every house we walk into you think I could lowball him like $20,000? And I'm like, I'm, I finally looked up. I like, I'm sorry. Like, you're a lender, right? And he's like, yeah, why? And I'm like, where, like, where are you finding that you can lowball a yeah. house right now? Like, anyway, real creepy. Ended up being a waste of time. Like, I was like, I, I just can't do this anymore. And if he's listening, whatever. Sorry, not sorry. Like, I didn't use your name. So... But hold on, he like showed up to the showing with your name on his yeah. shirt. <laughs> yeah, I, don't know. I forget what it was. Like he had something that just said Ashley on it, and I'm like, geez, Louise. Like I should have known right. Where did you find this person? The Facebooks. Ah, the book of face. The book of faces. <laughs> I swear, if I had a client show up with my name on their shirt, I would like run for the hills and just be like, I'm done. Yeah, it was. Whew. So, that is so awkward too. But we're wait. Were you like, hey, nice shirt? <laughs> I was just like, oh, your name. No, I was like terrified. Look, I was like, oh, your shirt says my name on it. What a coincidence! <laughs> like hoping it was a coincidence. Like, oh no, I totally planned it. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> like you know when Homer Simpson, like the GIF of Homer Simpson, like backing into the bush. Oh you know yeah. That? Yeah, and I was like, like oh yeah. my gosh, oh my gosh, oh, like, I wanted to disappear. But did you ever, did he ever like bring you a shirt? No, thank God. Oh, I'd be like, I'll take one. <laughs> that would have been really weird if he brought me a shirt with his name on it, right? I'm surprised that didn't happen. I would be like, I got, I got a roll, man. I got a roll. Gotta yeah, roll. like that'd be really funny if like he brought you a shirt to wear, like <laughs> his shirt, and then like you know, a shirt like with his name on it and then the other shirt with your name on it. And you're like, Ooh, we're like the best tag team ever. Yeah. No, I would be like, I don't want to be in a tag team with you, dude. I'm a wrestling fan. I don't, I don't want to be in a tag team with you ever. Okay. Now that we got the creepies out of the way, let's focus on something a little more fun. Kendall got the chance to sit down with Carrie Whippy, the owner of Shamrock Hill Design, and they had a great talk, all things staging. So let's go right into that. So today I am here with one of my favorites, Carrie Whippy from Shamrock Hill Design, one of the premier staging and design companies within our area in Maryland, and they are forever continuing to grow. I absolutely love this company. I love Carrie. I love her team. Girlfriend, hi, how are you? Hey, Kendall. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. You are so welcome. So what's going on in your world? Anything fun, exciting lately? You're prepping for Halloween. 
Yes, we are growing fast and furious over here at Shamrock Hill. The team is busy, busy. We had a stage today in D.C. I was actually over in Rockville uh, working on a shopping and styling session for a client. Uh, We do a lot of shopping and styling sessions for people that want to just upgrade and elevate their homes, especially around the holidays. So, yeah, we've been super busy getting prepped for a new warehouse in December So all good things. How have you been? I've been well. Um, Actually, that's kind of one of the things that we're going to touch into is that you're not just strictly staging. You have all these other services as your business continues to evolve, which is super exciting and makes you definitely stand out. Let's talk about your company, Shamrock Hill Design, and just give like people that are tuning in a sense of how you started. Thanks, Kendall. I'd love to. We started in June of 2021. So we're about 17 months in and I had a background in visual merchandising. I did a lot of uh, window displays and uh, store displays for Nordstrom, South Moon Under. A lot of my background is retail and merchandising. Uh, and then I had some girlfriends who were realtors. And when I was ready to get back out in the into the work field, I asked them, you know, what should I do? Where should I go? And because a lot of my background was in retail, I originally thought, should I open up a store? Should I open up a boutique? And they both told me there is a missing you know, piece of staging in our area. And I think that, you know, I prayed on it and I, and I thought about it and I ran with it. And because I have, you know, so much experience with merchandising, I basically just changed out the mannequins and brought in the couches and here we are. (laughs) (laughs) So you swapped the mannequins for couches. I love that. That was also one of the things I was going to ask was it almost sounds as though it was like serendipitous for you to really be in the right place at the right time, finding this niche area, which is so true. I mean, staging is so important and we'll kind of get to that a little bit later, but so it seems like everything's just sorted to like evolve organically, which is probably one of the best ways that you could really build a business. If you know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. I had a few friends and a few clients that gave me a shot. I think that's so important for small business owners. If you have a few people that believe in you, it builds your confidence and you just, you know, can ride that wave. I really thank those people in the beginning that gave me a shot and allowed me to show what I could do and my vision and and my talent. Uh, You know, and then from there, I brought on an amazing group of women who have helped, you know, us achieve even greater success and even greater growth now that we are able to serve more people. How did you come up with that idea for the name and the concept behind it? Because I know that when I work with you, I'm always like, oh my God, Carrie, please put a little like touch of the luck of the Irish on my listing. Let's get it sold. So where did you come up with that idea? So I love my Irish heritage. I uh, am named uh, after the County Kerry in Ireland. So I love kind of highlighting that. And it's a little nod to, you know, my family. And then Hill is my godmother's last name. So her and I have been very close throughout my entire life. uh, And she's been somebody that has always been my cheerleader So when I, you know, had decided that Shamrock was going to be in my business name, I, you know, again, was like searching and praying and and wanted just a name for my business that spoke to who I am and who have, who's helped me get this far. And so Hill is her last name. So that's where the Shamrock Hill comes from. How do you set yourself apart from the competition? So I think with, I mentioned earlier that I have an extensive background in visual merchandising. And when I worked at Nordstrom, 
you know, everyone knows Nordstrom for their customer service. And that really set me up for the values and the mission for what I believe in and what I want Shamrock Hill to be known for. So we take a huge, huge importance in customer service, client relations, uh, communication, the quality and level that we put into each install and each project. So that's something that really means a lot to me. And we try to just go above and beyond and go next level with every single thing we touch. I think I can attest that too, having worked with you on multiple listings and your level of customer service is top notch. And one of the other things that you offer is occupied staging, which not a lot of companies do. So you work with sellers who already have some stuff in place and you help them sort of get everything ready for a photo shoot, bring in your own stuff. Um, I believe it is Joya who heads up that division. So do you want to talk about that service as well? Yeah, sure. I'd love to. So Joya is our occupied staging, staging director. We're really passionate about it. We go in and these sellers, you know, have their arms crossed. They're, you know, my house is perfect. Why, why are you here? Why did my realtor say that? I- <laughs> And, you know, by the end of it, Joy is getting invited to their, you know, son's first birthday or the anniversary party next week. I mean, it's just such a customer driven service that we offer where with vacant staging, we go in, we go out, we rarely see anyone. And we love that. And it's definitely a division of our business. But the occupied staging is such a warm hand holding experience that we love to offer uh, because of just that. Not everyone offers it. And we want to make sure that we're catering to more than just one type of client. And yeah, no, we absolutely love it. And it's special to us. I think that when we see how relieved they are and how we can create an action plan to help them get their home ready for the market. You sort of take out that hard work um, on the realtor's end where it's like, hey, this is really ugly. Like this grandma's couch has got to go. And your team comes in and puts like a different twist on that. And, you know, you really read the room because I think that as far as like occupied stage goes in, like you really have to be sensitive to these uh, sellers, their stuff. Um, And that is not an easy task. So I just wanted to plug that because I think it's such a great service that you offer. Thank you. Thank you. I love that you say that because we do try. uh, I don't want to tell someone their couch is ugly. I don't want to tell somebody to hide all their weird dolls. Like, yeah, I'll leave that to you guys. (laughs) Yeah, we get those cliff notes from the realtor ahead of time that says, you know, definitely talk to them about the carpet in the basement. (laughs) Talk to them about, you know, so Joya goes in well prepared on uh, what she needs to highlight. But I love that you said that we read the room. We definitely take their temperature beforehand. So we know, are they open to this? Are they not open to this? If they're not, we just leave it to the staging report and tuck those little, you know, tidbits and goodies in there. If they are open to it and you can tell right when you walk in, then that makes it a lot of fun, too, because they understand that we're there to help them. That's our main goal. Another thing that's really great about Shamrock Hill Design is like you're a one stop shop. And I think clients absolutely love that because nothing is more irritating than getting bounced around like Mm -hmm. from person to person to person. Yeah. Joya started offering organizing services recently just for that reason, because we wanted to make sure we get the request for that naturally when we're in people's homes during our occupied staging consultations. So to have, again, that happen in-house is just something that naturally came to fruition. And 
we're thrilled that we can help out in another level in another capacity. So another thing I want to talk to you about is how do you and your team combat sellers or agents who doubt the process of staging? I mean, I have nothing bad to say about it, but for any of the naysayers out there who do you really think it's worth it? I mean, are there stats that prove staging actually works? Yes. And I actually was on the phone with a realtor this morning and she had great news for me that after three weeks of being this home being on the market in McLean, Virginia, it is now under contract maybe four or five days after we staged it. So there's huge testimonials and huge stats that prove it. Staged homes sell for 88% faster and for 20% more. So when 80, you're looking- Hold on, 88% faster? They do. Absolutely. And 20% more. So if you want to, you know, have your sellers or have your clients' homes sold faster and for more money, staging and marketing and incredible photography are the way to go. That's really amazing because, you know, staging, when you look at it in the long run, if 88% faster days on market, 20% above asking price, it seems as though having to shell out maybe $1,500, $1,800 should be a no-brainer. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? (laughs) We've had clients that we've sent proposals to. Actually, we staged a house on Friday and we had originally quoted them, I think, two, three weeks ago. And they said, no, we're going to wait. We're going to try the market out as it is. And she called us back and she actually spoke with Trisha and she was like, okay, you were right. (laughs) Nothing happened. Can you guys stage it for us? So listen, we're here you know, in the beginning, we're here when it doesn't work out and you need to reach back out to us a few weeks later. Um, yeah, I mean, 100% of people are searching for their homes online. So our objective and our goal is for them to nudge their friend or nudge their spouse and say, we need to go see this house tomorrow. They're sitting on the couch, they're watching Netflix, they're scrolling their phone, and we want them to see these pictures and think that I need this house, I want this house. And a lot of times when you see a vacant home, there's nothing that gets you excited. We want them to be excited. Think of the possibilities of them being in this home, their family growing in this home. So that's our goal. I want them off the couch, changing their plans around to go see this listing. (laughs) No, I mean, that's great. And like, I love that your guys' pictures are always true, like to in real life, because (laughs) nothing is more disturbing when you see like virtually enhanced photographs. Um, or virtual staging, because a lot of the times like clients or potential buyers like won't read that. And then they get to the house and they're like, wait, what the heck? Where Mm -hmm. is everything? (laughs) How do you feel about virtual staging? I think virtual staging is the catfish of real estate. (laughs) I really think it is. I mean, yeah, we had, there was a home in Ellicott City that was virtually staged. uh, I want to say it was on the market for gosh, probably six weeks. And they called us and they said, we virtually staged it, but we need the real stuff now. I'm like, okay, we we have the, we have the real stuff. And yeah, I mean, I think these virtual staging pictures just aren't realistic. They look very Jetsons-esque. So I think people, you know, see the virtual staging, it may get them in the door, but does it keep them in the home for a long period of time? Mm, Probably not. Well, it's so funny too, because like I'm sitting here listening to it. I'm like, what a waste of money. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, why not just go the extra mile and get actual physical staging in there mm-hmm. instead of some virtually enhanced couch or bed and then have buyers show up and be like, hmm, okay. I yeah. mean, ugh, that just seems like... Uh, I don't understand that. That is so strange to me. You know, when they're in a vacant home, they have nothing else to look at other than cracks on the walls, flooring that needs to be redone. So all they have to do is nitpick because they want to fill the air with something. It's usually not positive remarks. It's usually negative, which when a home is staged, they overlook that. Well, yeah. And then again, it's wasted money on the seller's end. Like, I don't know if realtors have to eat that. Again, I would never go that route. That just seems like a way to cut corners. So one of the other things, I actually have a question about staging. And I've been asked this before because people knew that you were going to be coming on. And I think this is really interesting. When you go to stage a home, are there key rooms for staging? Like, why do some rooms take precedent over others? I love this question. So the key spaces to stage in a home are the living room, the dining room, the kitchen, the primary bedroom and bathroom. And the reason that those are the key spaces to stage are because those are the deciding factors. People are not looking at secondary bedrooms and the basement as huge deciding factors. If a second bedroom or a third bedroom are small, they're like, okay, home office. Okay. Little Johnny's bedroom. But the living room is usually the first room that you see when you walk in the home. So those are really important. The dining room, obviously people want to entertain whether they're actually going to entertain or not. We're providing that aspirational uh, value and showing them what it would be like to live in this home. You know, we romanticize the home buying experience for them. So those rooms are the main rooms that we stage. That's what we have included in our classic package. If people are adamant about staging, you know, another bedroom or exterior spaces, we're happy to add those on. Um, But I always say they're going to be sold by the time they get to the basement. We have worked so hard on what we've done to the main rooms, you know, worked our shamrock magic. (laughs) They're sold. It it is. First impressions are everything. So whether it's like that first click to the picture, which is kind of what we talked about, or the second you walk in the room, you're right. People aren't going to be as concerned about maybe a smaller room here or there, or a little bit less closet space because they're already sold on like the bigger picture. So obviously it's very strategic with what rooms you choose. And there's a reason behind that, which I just Mm -hmm. find to be fascinating. And curb appeal too. So obviously we do not offer landscaping services, but I think that is a testament to who we are and what we stand for. Whether or not it's going to result in an increased invoice on our end, we care so much about these sellers and we want them to put their best foot forward. We always talk to them about curb appeal. We always mention that in our report because at the end of the day, when they have success, we have success. We're as invested and as excited as them. One of the other things too, you know, we've talked about how amazing Shamrock is, your business model, how you go about doing everything. But there is a big misconception among whether it's real estate agents, sellers, people in general, that um, your job is just to fluff pillows, make everything look easy, boom, snap a finger. Okay, you make a house look pretty. Do you just want to talk a little bit about what really goes into staging a house? Because I think it's a little bit more than that. Yes, absolutely. We have a client or prospective client fill out our inquiry form on our website, And from there, they'll have a conversation with myself or with Trisha, our staging director, 
We will talk to them about the condition of the home, whether it's under construction or whether it's ready to move and be staged immediately. We'll go out for a property preview. We'll talk to them about putting a quote together. And then from there, we put a thorough design plan together. So we, and we try to show this on our Instagram story. So if you haven't checked us out, we try to do a lot of behind the scenes to show people exactly what the process looks like. We're matching rugs to the pillows. We're making sure that the aesthetic is just flawless and beautiful. And so a few hours goes into the design process. Obviously, then a few hours goes into packing and prepping and pulling for all these pieces. And then we move. We basically move in. We had the neighbors come over and say, oh, are you our new neighbors? (laughs) No, sorry. (laughs) Because that's what it looks like. It looks like we're moving in. We go in with everything, rugs, pillows. We go in with coffee cups and tables and chairs. So uh, no. And then the A contract of the staging either stays in for about 45 to 60 days, depending on the client's needs and wants. And then when it's under contract and the contingencies have been removed, we get the clear to uh, go in and remove it and celebrate that it's under contract. So just to be clear, you don't just like snap your fingers and you do a lot more than fluffing pillows and steaming linens. (laughs) Oh my God. Yes. No, we definitely steam uh, almost every day. We're not going to, you know, go above and beyond and then have, you know, wrinkled bed skirts and pillows. So no, we, we touch every, every little piece that we, that we put into the home and yeah, it takes a lot of effort and a lot of energy, but we have so much passion. We're invested and, and we care. So we like to show that. I also really like every single look and you have this section on your website. Everybody can check it out. It's called like a lookbook. Every single home that you staged seems to appear to be thoughtfully curated for that house, which I love. I was looking at that earlier this week. I love it. And then it was funny too, because my friend Courtney, who works with you, she posted something on social media the other day and was like behind the scenes. And it looked like Ikea instructions for, for building um, furniture. And I was, I messaged her and I was like, oh man, like, so you're not just like doing pretty things all day. And she's like, yeah, no, I'm sitting here trying to figure out how to do Ikea magic for this home, like blah, 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 blah. (laughs) And it was just really funny. So I just think that's something to point out because for any of the naysayers out there or people who don't fully understand what goes into it, like there's a lot of art and a lot of work and a lot of blood, sweat and tears that goes behind getting these homes ready. Like it's not done in an hour. It's like an all day event. Yeah. Furniture comes in boxes. It does not come all <laughs> ready to go. It would be nice if you could just snap your fingers and be like, hey, here's your house. Boom. I, know. I need a little fairy godmother wand. I mean, that would be pretty awesome. But may- maybe in like 2050. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe down the line. So thank you again. Before we sign off, what's like on the horizon for you and your team? So we will be featured in HGTV. (gasps) What? Yes, we staged a home and it got chosen to be on HGTV House Hunters. So stay tuned for that. What? Oh my gosh. Very exciting. And we also have some articles coming out in magazines. Uh, and yeah, the sky's the limit. We are working hard and uh, ready to just grow and continue. Man, I'm really glad I got in with you now before you're really <laughs> famous from HGTV because I don't know if we could afford to have you on this podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nothing but love for you, Kendall. Uh, if we had been recording video and you could see my face, I'm like freaking out on the inside. That is so exciting. Thank you so much. I'll definitely share when the episode will be airing and all the behind the scenes from that install.
Amazing. Well, again, thank you, Carrie, with Shamrock Hill Design. At the end of this episode, you will have the link to the website, social media, and Carrie's um, email address. If you have any questions or if you want to look into home staging, even home design, they have a whole bunch of services, a really great team. I can't thank you enough, Carrie, for being here as a colleague, as a friend. So thank you so much. Thank you, Kendall. And thank you, Spilling Realty, for having me on. Thank you again to Carrie Whippy with Shamrock Hill Design. We love having her on. If you ever have a chance to check out her staging on her Instagram. Oh my gosh, she's so good at what she does. So that was a lot of fun. We're going to do something a little different today. We're not doing pop culture. We're going to do a Shag Mary Kill. So we're going to put each other in the hot seat. Kendall, are you ready? I am so excited for this. I'm let's, excited. Let the script. <laughs> let's get Uh, let's give our listeners the opportunity to really get to know us. And I would just like to disclose, neither of us have any idea what we're about to ask. I've kind of been like dreading, but excited about this leading up to today. Do you want to kick it off? We're going to kick it off with WWE Shagberry Kill. The Undertaker, The Rock. Or Steve Austin. That is so easy. Okay. No, it's Um, not. I mean, okay. Yeah. Okay. The Rock, I'm going to kill The Rock. (sighs) Yeah, I'm going to kill The Rock. Everyone's going to hate you right now. I'm going to kill The Rock. I'm not, like, out of those three, I am not a fan of The Rock compared to those three. Um, I'm going to kill The Rock. I'm going to shag Steve Austin and I'm going to marry The Undertaker. Why are you going to kill The Rock? I don't, I've never honestly been the biggest fan of The Rock. I think, he, I think he's great at what he does. Here's what I'll tell you. I think he's great at what he does. But I ha- always was more strongly into the character of Steve Austin and The Undertaker. This is not, okay, so this is not based on looks. Like, for me, this is solely, like, from a fan perspective. Like, I can't even get into the looks. Like, if, like, <sighs> I don't really think any of them are that great looking. I'm not, I don't think The Rock is hot. I don't think The Undertaker oh, is hot. I, I do. don't think a lot of people do. I don't think he's hot. I don't like men who are completely jacked like that. That's not my type. Neither is Stone Cold. None of them are my type. That's the whole premise of WWE. No, it's not. <laughs> They're it's all jacked up. <laughs> Let me try this again. Shag, Mary Kill. Ric Flair. Hulk Hogan or John Cena. Okay. Uh, I can do that easily. Okay. And those are not I... attractive men. <laughs> John Cena is super hot. Ooh. Used to be super hot. Um, I'm going to shag John Cena. I'm going to kill Hulk Hogan. And I'm going to marry Ric Flair because I just want to wake up every morning to someone who's going to motivate me and go, woo! <laughs> like, come on. That would be so much fun. Oh my God. Okay. Like, listen up, big daddy. Just say woo, woo, woo me one more time. I am so surprised because I really thought I would have you like stumped. No, no. Sometimes I forget your love for WWE runs so deep. It's like Jack Hinder with Harry Potter. Like, it was easy for him. But he he really, yeah. Yeah, when you know something that good, you kind of like, there is no one as good as The Undertaker in my eyes. There really isn't. 
And I so know I we were texting it. about it. You told me. I love Mark Calloway. That's his real name. Yeah. Mark so Ashley, fun fact, Ashley was like telling me about this. And then I was like, uh, Google's whatever his name is. And Adam Copeland. Like, yeah. She's like, that's the undertaker. I was like, oh, no, Adam Copeland is edge. Wrong guy. Oh, Mark sorry. Calloway is the undertaker. Do not get them crossed. Cause one, I would definitely shag. I would not shag the undertaker. So I'm going to shag Mary kill. We're going to do men of the real housewives. Hell yeah. I was hoping you would do the men. So I did have a really funny one that I wanted to do, but I didn't know about your other. I might ask you that too. Since Bring it on. Too. Okay. Evan Goldschneider. Uh-huh. L- Louise. R- Roles. Roles. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Aaron Fibers. Oh God. Ew. They all suck. Okay. So Aaron is married to Denise Richards. Louis yes. is married to Teresa and Evan yes. is married to Jackie. I think I'm going to have to kill Aaron because he's so freaking weird. Is he? Shag. Oh my God. He's so weird. He claims to work for like some special alien intelligence CFO thing. I don't know whatever the hell him and Denise Richards have going on. It is so weird. I'm going to have to yeah, kill him because he freaks me out. I'm going to shag Lewis because he's the hottest And I'm definitely going to marry Evan because he's the most stable. Good, good, good men. Good men to pick. I I did do a little research into it. I have another one. I would marry Evan all all day, every day. Okay, what's this other one? Because, like, your crushes are so weird. Like, any guy you've told me you have a crush on, like, I'm like, what? So there's three I have noted, and there's three I want to talk about. So Shag, Mary Kill. The bald tuba player from the BSO Orchestra, the yo-yo guy from America's Got Talent, or Shaquille O'Neal. And this is all real <laughs> life. This is all real life, everyone. This is not made up. Um, I think I would marry Shaq. Long-term stability. He's really rich. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to shag the yo-yo guy. I mean... It was really cool. <laughs> and I think I might have to kill the tuba player. No! I, the tuba player has no benefit to me whatsoever. Other than I, getting me, like, hot and bothered, no. I mean, <laughs> the, the yo-yo player, like, he, like the yo-yo guy, he literally was, like, I think he came in, like, number five of America's Got Talent. He's going places. <gasps> That's a good shag. Uh, hands right down. Here. Like, BDE all day, every day. Yeah. Uh, that was good. I, I don't even I know. I really like, see any oh BDE either, but hey. I mean, don't knock those weirdos. Like, I'm yo yo guy all the way. This was really fun. It's, you know, I think that we'll keep teasing like other plea the fifth type things so that people can oh, get we'll to know us. I just thought it was like we haven't done it yet. And yeah. I'm into it, but, and, you know, thank you again, Carrie would be, this was great. If you ever need an awesome stager or anything interior design, please do not hesitate to hit up Shamrock Hill design. All their info will be in the episode and butter. Anything else, Ash, or do you want to sign us off? I think I'm going to sign us off on that note. We will be back next week. Same place, same time. Fresh tea. Bye. One, two.